Riley and Charlie decided to play a prank on me and uh, put over 5,000 sticky notes in my office. What's up, Quick Bites Media Podcast? There's five of them. Oh, jeez. That's rough. We're back. Another we episode. Back. Quick Bites Media Podcast. Charlie stepped in for me last week. How'd that go? It was great. I listened to the pod. It was it was pretty good. You liked it? Yeah. I loved hearing like your guys' insight on... Um, just everything like finance, wealth, how you guys think about the world. That was like the most intriguing thing to me is like how you think about things. Yeah. From like our age and like standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then I compare it to mine and it's just like, it's just interesting. You know, the world's evolving. Usually when you step down a generation, you start to learn about things and how different generations think of you know, society, the world, how things work. So yeah. it's pretty interesting to me. Yeah, we wanted to do that. So what do we got on the docket today? Docket today. Let's uh you wanna just talk about the Logan Paul drama right hey, now? Hey Charlie, you got any prime? Uh yeah. It's actually in my lunchbox. It's terrible. Have you had prime yet? No. Oh, man. Blake's a hater on everything. <laughs> I'm just a hater because it's like my brother drinks it. I don't know, I'm very jealous. <laughs> It'd be so cool to have an energy drink or like a Gatorade type drink that's like doing the volume and sales. But what the it speaks power rating, to, Gatorade, Gatorade. it's just like how important a personal brand is, people. They're the first, what was it? They, the, they are the first personal influencers to have a Super Bowl ad. Wow. They're gonna, That's interesting. Their runtime is right before kickoff. So. Have you seen like the clip of KSI drinking the bottle, like right where Logan Paul's ding yeah. dong would be. Did you know that someone Photoshopped that and yes. posted it and it wasn't them that did that? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. that's so good. That's so good. But he's in a little lawsuit right now. Yes. You kind of know many. a little bit more than me. I do. Um, I guess. Uh, so Logan Paul, the whole NFT world is um, going through a cleaning out phase, I think is the best way to put it because when anything new like surfaces like NFTs or like crypto and all of that, there's this huge run up of like everybody's trying to get their piece of the landscape. Yeah. You know, if it's a trillion dollar market, you know, there's going to be an opportunity for tons of people to make money somewhere. But usually when you see those run ups, like you see a sell off, you saw in the tech bubble, you see it in real estate, you see it all the time when mm-hmm. there's so much opportunity, everybody thinks that they can get in. So Logan Paul launched his crypto zoo NFT along with others. And he's currently getting sued for basically doing a rug pull where there's not a ton of value there. Um, 90% of NFTs to me, there's not, there was a lot of value at the start, but it's like projects like what Gary's doing that you can tell it's going to go on for a while. Maybe there's this dip in engagement and value and things like that. But like, there's just something with that, that I think that he has put himself out there to do um, very well, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Gary's like, all right, let's take 8,000 people and do a conference, like actually do something. All these other projects are just like status, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like the board apes, the yacht club, like it's going on there. Like there's no like, purpose of those besides like the status and it's kind of like an access token you know yeah like you look at it like and i wouldn't compare it to a piece of art even though it kind of is um it can be it's kind of like buying access to certain things and i think in the world that we live in today like there's a lot of a lot more exposure to paying for access like we went to event this morning that 90 percent of people speaking 
are sponsors of the event. So like yeah. it's, it's, it's a game of pay to play. Yep. You know, that's the world we live in. I mean, <clears throat> to get access into those circles and rings, you got to spend some money, you know, yeah. you can't just expect to be rubbing shoulders with all sorts of individuals like that. But I think, uh, I don't think anything's going to super play out with the crypto zoo thing. Yeah. Seems um, like he's chilling in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Doing cold plunges and his dirty, dirty ass. <laughs> cold plunge. I saw that today and I was just like, uh, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Interesting, because he's living in the jungle down there. I know he is living in the jungle. Yeah, it's just an, it's just you know all part of it, in my opinion. No, I mean, no matter how shitty it is or not, like right, it's just the what the industry has to go through, like you're saying, hundred percent weeding out the bad projects. Um, I think the last two years is really important for that. How many NFTs do you have? Did you get on that hype train at all? I don't have. I don't own an NFT. That's good. Never. <laughs> When Gary lodged free friends, I was like, oh, what's this? And I was just like, fuck, this is so much information. I don't even know. It was overwhelming. I just didn't like, learn about it. Start? I was like, I don't want to fucking learn about it. Yeah. Because I was doing some stocks and crypto at the time. So I was just like, I don't want to learn. And if, I don't know. It was just a lot for me. So I didn't really dive into it. But now I'm pretty educated in it. And I'm like kind of looking at it from the outside in a sense. And you kind of are like, all right, where, <clears throat> if anything, where should I you know, dive into that, you know, and if, if there's a good opportunity, I think you can see it now. Cause you've spent enough time now learning about it and like absorbing it that now you're like, okay, I could dabble into it if I see the right opportunity. Right. Yeah. I feel like I kind of know what to look for now in a sense, and right. like how to not get screwed <laughs> um, get for lack of a better term. But yeah, so uh, I'm interested to see uh, where that goes. Cause he also has the 99 originals. Yeah, which I haven't heard anything about. And I don't know if there's anything going on there. But he has, so he has two crypto projects or yeah. NFT projects, which was kind of interesting to me. Yeah, because like, how is do kind they of compare like, against one another? You yeah, know? well, it's also like that maybe that really was a rug pull because Gary doesn't have two projects. He has yeah. his one V friends that he's all into. Like, you know, maybe Logan used that first one as a rug pull, get some money, and then he was like doing the. 99 originals and he was like i don't really care if i lose any money etc right, right but um yeah it's a crazy world out there crypto We're living in a crazy speaking world. of crypto investors did you see this morning that all crypto commercials yeah. were banned from the super bowl well i thought it said they all like pulled out no, they got banned. Like the NFL was like, yeah, no, we're not going to allow any crypto Super Bowl commercials. Because what was it? last year? There was Coinbase. There was FTX. FTX yeah. There was probably crypto.com. Yeah. I mean, our good old pal, Tom Brady, is not doing so hot. Yeah. Well, he just not in the nice, Super Bowl. Now he just signed a good deal with Fox. I know. What are your thoughts on that? It's kind of inevitable. It's kind of like the athlete's path of life, you know, like. Right analyst or head coach right yeah or if not um broadcaster i mean yeah is that included an analyst in yeah your... yeah analyst broadcaster yeah um that's just kind of like all the golfers too you know <laughs> yeah like uh who am i trying to think of yeah verity jim nance yeah all those guys the good old jim boys nance a golfer Actually, I think he's more of a broadcast analyzer. Okay. Like analyst. That's I just said that. I was like, wait a second. I don't even know, but no, if he is. Yeah. So what do you uh, think about Tom making more as an broadcaster analyst versus in his career? Here's my thought. It's fascinating because you look at the last 
20 years of earnings for him. That was started 20 years ago. Now we're in a different era. So when you see this, like the next 10 years, he's making this much money. I think it's, you have to understand like time value of money. Yeah. And like 10 years ago when he was getting paid a couple million a year to play, like how is that versus today? Because I think that if we were to re-sign a contract like Mahomes and these guys in the NFL right now, that number is going to be like five, six, seven year deal for three, four, five hundred million dollars. You know, if Tom in his prime right now, you look at these prime quarterbacks. So I think there's some ambiguity to yeah. like those numbers, but well, how comparable? I don't know what his his Bucks contract look like. I have no idea what his exact contract you know how was comparable for the Bucks. it was to the one now. Like so, he is making more now. I think so. He will be. Yeah, because that's what. 37 yeah, it's something year. like over the next 10 years, he signed a contract with Fox to make like 375, three, I yeah, think. Yeah, something like that. Which That's is a lot of money. Crazy. Like That's how, so much money. Just thinking about how much money goes into paying like professional athletes, I'm just like, where does all this come from? And you know what? We need to have someone on the podcast because speaking of professional athletics, there's, you know, we start to talk about wealth, taxation, things like that. Guys in the NFL get paid depending on what your contract states, but they have to pay taxes in every state that they play football in, which is crazy, to me. which is interesting to me. Not like crazy I, to me. It's just interesting. It's yeah. just weird, you know, cause then you really start to look at the like legal and tax structure. And this is like why I get so passionate about like wanting to help younger athletes that are growing through this phase mm-hmm. into higher, like you need to have some sort of financial literacy because there's so many agents out there that will just skin you take advantage of you. Like, Oh, well this guy doesn't know this. So I'm going to take an extra fee to make sure they do this. Like it would be very smart of young athletes in athletes, even in the college realm right now to start to just understand some levels of finance, because I mean, who knows 10, 20, 30% over your career can make a difference, you know? Yeah. It just goes, it honestly kind of relates to commercial real estate, like read your leases, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, read your leases, people reading contracts is something that'll save people a lot of money. Yeah. It takes a lot of time and it's boring, Yeah, but it's worth your while. Well, like, did you hear about Usain Bolt? He had his, he had like $12 million in with a bank, with an investment firm gone. I didn't read, I didn't see what happened. I just saw the headline. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> the world's fastest man broke. It's insane. It's just, well, I hope, do you know what happened? track it down? I, I don't know what happened, but I just, I mean, there's probably some headline reading to that too. Like what yeah. really happened, but it just goes it. back to like understanding the risks that you take hiring people to do your wealth management as well as where you store your money, whether it's in a bank, whether it's in cash in your safe, whether it's in crypto, like there's this layer now of we've gotten so used to digital banking that yeah. Like how much trust is really there, you know? More than I would, more, I feel like more than should be there, <laughs> like in right, a sense, right. you know? Bill Beck, dude. So little commercial real estate side tangent here. Okay. He is like 75 and just crushes it in commercial real estate. And I've learned like, he is one of those guys that like, you could just learn a lot from. And there was some things early on in my career that he like helped inadvertently coach me on like it took me doing a deal with him to go oh dang like he totally mind fucked me like <laughs> he totally took advantage of what i said yeah and spun it back to me and i was like damn it i told him too much yeah you know because negotiation in commercial real estate is all about like when you play your card it's like poker yeah it's like when you when you you know raise versus call versus like go all in like it's he's taught me a lot in my career so shout out to good old bill beck at trt that's awesome yeah 
Um, yeah, that's that's funny you say that because like I'm not great at like sales or negoti- negotiation negotiation, but I'm like it's all about who like lays it out first, right? It's yeah, like, it's like who shows you say the number first, first, you lose. Yep, <laughs> you know, kind of sort yep. of thing. But uh, yeah, um, but where our conversation was going, uh, we were going to talk about the Super Bowl, the commercials. How expensive yes. they are. I think they were they've gone up like four hundred percent in the last like ten years or something it said. So it's seven million dollars for a He's drinking a prime in front of us. Like way guy. to go, dude. Blake's like that shit sucks. Have you tried it though? No, I haven't. I Probably actually just I just haven't like either. Or, yeah. To be fair. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good, Char. Yeah, so what is it? Seven million seven mil for a thirty second thirty second snip. Snip. Um and that kind of goes back to like what we're doing here at Quick Bites, yes. uh, organic video marketing. So it's like, um, it's not as, it's not, um, what am I trying to say? Guaranteed. But like when you post a video, like you could get. I think Super Bowl advertising is super interesting the last few years because VaynerMedia has gotten involved with some of these commercials. And I've noticed the tactical push by Gary they posted their commercial last year for Mr. Peanut on Twitter and Instagram, like before the Super Bowl hit. Mm-hmm. So it could get shared and then everybody can talk about when they more. saw it. Yeah, the they Super were Bowl. waiting to see it. Exactly. That's so genius. So there was like a very tactical approach to it because, you know, and Gary does this over and under. Like, I, I think Super Bowl ads are somewhat underpriced if you attack them the right way. Like, I thought. Uh, Coinbase's QR code thing, genius. Yeah. They had like what, hundreds of millions, or I think, I don't know what it was, but it was like four or five million QR code scans just to go to coinbase.com. And I think it was like sign up for your account and you get a free five bucks or something like that. But uh, I was just really fascinated with that because I think it. um, Only 100 million people watched Super Bowl. Yeah. Which Mr. Beast tweeted and he was like you want 100 million views like let's talk let's talk because yep. like his videos all get like 100 million plus yep and they're YouTube. watched well you yeah. know like only sports fans watch the super bowl 100 percent. you get a little bit of like fringe just because of super bowl parties but for the most part it's like yeah if you're really not into the super bowl you're not gonna watch it yeah you know it's it's crazy to me super interesting um i'm excited though for the commercials i feel like lately it's kind of been like uh eh expectations and then like the actual commercials, but yeah, who knows? Maybe this year will be good. Yeah. Hopefully I also, they don't I go was, to, um, what I'm also interested to see is how much handheld commercials we'll see, because that's like a new thing in marketing right now is having motion in the background in like shooting film as if the person filming it is holding is like the spokesperson as well. Like, I wonder, let's keep track of that and then we can talk about it yeah. next week. Well, a lot of brands like, uh, UGC, which is user generated content because it, it Look appeals, it, it acronyms, it appeals to a consumer. That's like, Oh, this is, this is a real person that's right. doing this stuff. This is not like a, because there's a lot of advertisements for where it's like, these are not paid actors. Yeah, they are. Whatever. I don't know how that <laughs> works, but when you see someone on Instagram and it's like a selfie video and they're like, I'm here at, at Albertsons buying this product, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's way worth 
way more worth that company's money than spending $10,000 on a radio ad or right. an Instagram ad in yep. a sense, if that makes sense. But um, I agree. Yeah, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of innovation going on like with marketing and video and integrating the two and like Vayner Media's, I think is like plowing the way from that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out this year just cause like, there's this adjustment in marketing. I feel like like Google SEO and like ad spend and Super Bowl commercials. Like we're kind of like I don't know in this like transitionary period right now. Where like 100%. a few years ago it was like why would you spend money on TV commercials? Where now Super Bowl ads are kind of popular because of the outreach that you can connect it with social media. And like because we don't watch commercials in normal TV. Like the only time we watch commercials are during the Super Bowl. So you know, how tuned in are people like, like my mom, for example, she watches it to watch the commercials, not the football game. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you spin that and you're like, okay, there's hmm. a lot of people that do that, too. you know? And it, but it's also like, you, let's take it back to the Mr. Beast. Like they're paying $7 million for this 30 second, 30 second commercial. Sure. Yeah. Mr. Beast is making these 10, 20, 30 minute videos once a month and he's spending one to, f I think, I don't know the metrics was like one to 5 million or one to 3 million. Yeah. For like a 30 minute, 20 video. minute video. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of crazy to me because like the value is just, so, I mean, obviously like anyone, nobody can just like go out there and get a hundred million views, but like, right. Mr. And then it's also like the top of mind too, that like plays into that is like, how do you track that metric of ROI? Because it's like it's kind of this elusive like. At that point, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, right. When you're spending, <laughs> like, when you're spending seven million on a freaking. The ROI is just so positive. You don't care where it's coming from, how it's going. Obviously, right. they have metrics, probably, but like, Mr. Beast is bringing in all that ad revenue. He's like, I'll spend fifty. I'll I'll spend. He'll spend seventy five percent of what he made. Yeah, on reinvesting it. Yeah, a whole month on one video. So yep. it's like, he's all about reinvesting right now. What's happened to like David Dobrik? I feel like he's kind of like dropped off the cliff a little bit. He's a like, Snapchat god right now. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. Snapchat's paying a lot. Is it? For their verified subscriptions, like a uh, lot. Dude, subs like, upwards of like I haven't been able to like wrap my head around Snapchat because I had this like run yeah. up and then this drop off. And then I still, I still talk to, so like my younger sisters are in their like early teens. Yeah. And they still just rip on Snapchat all day long. That's like so, the number one used app. It's like, it's like a number one means of communication for me on yeah. for me. Like yeah. I text Bree, I text my friends, like not iMessage, but Snapchat. Yeah. And I don't know why. Uh, I was actually going to delete it the other day because I was like, I want to start using iMessage. <laughs> but the <laughs> subscription old. I send you iMessage all the time. Yeah. It's the only notifications I, you get. I prefer it. Like Bree doesn't check her iMessage ever. So if I want to contact Bree, I can't text her. I have to Snapchat, <laughs> Snapchat her. It's, I don't know. It's just lots Generation of dick pics, thing. huh? You know? But, <laughs> <laughs> um. Bree's going to love that. But no, I, uh, the Snapchat, I guess you, there's shows and then there's just like verified subscriptions. Right. Um, the shows pay a fuck ton, um, from ad revenue. See, and that's just what's so interesting to me too. It's like, what is that bad baddie girl? Like got a Snapchat oh, deal baby. for like 70 mil yeah, for her show on Snapchat. I'm like, yeah, exactly. They blows my mind. And so if you have to go through agency to get a show, you can't just make a show yourself. Right. Right. But. <clears throat> I mean, they, they, yeah, they're, it's just crazy numbers. Um, I'm trying to think of one, like Barstool has a couple different snap shows. Right. Yeah. Um, but the way that Snapchat does it, like when you have those subscriptions, like it shows you like a, the thumbnails, like 
you know, some hot chick. You're like, oh, awesome. But you have to watch 40 stories to get to that last picture. Right. And people are like, or it's like a food thing. And it's like, oh, that looks awesome. And you're like, you shit, have to go, gotta watch this whole thing. Yeah. Or it's like a news thing. It's like, this happened. But you have to watch four other news stories before you get to that one. So people are like, forced to go through all these uh, the eyes are like forced to be go through and like the ads. That's interesting. It's kind of crazy. Also, yeah. every time I get a Snapchat ad for like Amazon, I click past it and it opens Amazon. I'm like, I did not click open. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'll even hit, it's like, do you want to open Amazon? It's like, yes, no. I hit no, opens Amazon. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Those guys. Evan over there is getting a little greedy, I think, <laughs> you know? Mr. Spiegel. You know what's funny is I went to a Rams game like six years ago and saw him pull up in his like bright yellow Lambo. And I was like, fuck. And it said like uh, Snap CEO. <laughs> I was like, you would. You would. I feel Evan. like if I was like that high class, high wealth, I'd ride like under the radar. Not like, look at my bright ass Lambo. Yeah. Well, he did that for a few years. Like he was like in the lights and like everyone was like, Spiegel this, Spiegel that. And then all of a sudden, like the last five years, but they're also like not a profitable company. I don't yeah, know if you've seen stuff about that. The hole. Yeah, they're in I the hole. Know. I'm like, okay, well, why are we paying everyone millions what is of their, dollars? I'm curious to look it up. Price per share. If it's above or below the IPO price. Let's do a little quick research on the pod Probably today. Uh, I don't look at Snap, actually. That's a stock I've never looked it at. It is below the IPO price. By it, how much? Uh, I think it op- opened at like 30, 40 bucks. What's that right now? Like, 11. <laughs> hey, great time to buy. So it rode up from like 11, 12, went down to six, and then it went all the way to uh, 8311. Jesus. If you get, if you get motion sick, don't invest in Snap. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you're riding some big waves with that. Wow. But yeah, I saw a thing about how they're not profitable. I'm like, okay, you have all this. Like, how are you not profitable? Well, it, what it speaks to, I think, is like kind of what Meta's doing, like on their earnings call. I listened to it the other day, how their goal this year is to be efficient. So they laid off, what, 10,000 people, 11, 15, whatever. Everybody's laying people off, mm-hmm. you know, even uh, yeah, everybody I know is getting laid off. So. Yeah, except our unemployment rate is still like so low. Yeah, it's people crazy. Like well, well oh. it's like that thing that you have to let time heal yeah you know like also inflation yeah like- exactly but i'm i i don't think you can look at the inflation numbers today or not inflation but like unemployment and think that's real okay well if someone gets laid off in stipend packages it's like hey we're gonna pay you for another three months true then true. you're done or another six months so we're not gonna see these effects of these layoffs like for summer. at least three to six months and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like you know powell's like hitting the rudder and the right rudder and then soft <laughs> landing um they did a um, West did a poll today. Oh, three different options. It was like we're already in a recession. Twenty twenty three starts the recession, and we're we're almost through the recession, soft landing this year. And everyone said soft, soft landing? landing. Huh? I think Powell pulls it off because I think they've been very smart about raising rates quick. You know, seventy five, seventy five, seventy five, twenty five, and I think that there's probably two more twenty five. They're kind of just like ripping the bandaid off. They are, you know, and you know (laughs) that it's hard to be in a recession when you've got unemployment at like a 50 year low. Yeah. You know, like that's good. People have jobs. We won't, we don't want that number to go up. Like I think they want that number to go up because they've been printing so much money. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. There was also, he presented like this chart and the one thing that, Yes, our unemployment is low, but the labor 
participation is also low. Huh. Which I assume is like... That's just saying that maybe companies have gotten fat and happy and they need to trim some of their... Yeah, like people have jobs, but like they're not doing anything. Kind of exactly. sort of thing. I, yep. th- I don't really... I well, that would make sense to me because like if everybody has a job, then GDP, gross domestic production, should keep going up and we're still either equal or negative, you know, cause yeah. that's what dictates a recession, you know, which we're, we're in one. Yeah. You know, that's what it says based on the data and the metrics, you know, quarter three and quarter four of last year. Credit card debt is up to nine, Jeez, 136 dude. billion. Jeez. I think the stat I was pay later. Oh gosh. Klarna's like, <laughs> yeah, like, I've been yes. seeing a lot of Klarna memes lately. The <laughs> buy now, pay later thing. Um, but I think the statistic was like 30% of Americans held a balance on their credit card and now it's like 45% wow. or something. It's just like, well, gosh. those <laughs> eggs are just getting expensive, you yeah. know? Those eggs are Dude, my, expensive. One of my daughters loves hard boiled eggs, like wants them for breakfast every You're day. Like, we like go through a rack every two days, honestly. She eats them for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, I mean, good. Healthy to it, but yep. like, about to get some I'm definitely looking at the prices of eggs now when I go shopping yeah. rather than just like grabbing the carton that looks decent, you know? Yeah. You got to get some chickens or find someone that has chickens. Dude, chickens are even getting expensive. <laughs> talking to the lady in the Albertsons line. She's like, yeah, my other job is I work as ranch hands and help out and our chicken sales like <laughs> gone through That's the roof. So we're starting to charge more. I'm like, whoa. All right. Well, quick bites media. That was a great podcast. pod. That was a good pod. Kind of random. But I think we had some good points in yeah, there. Yeah, some very relevant information. Leave it up to Char to look good. Yeah. Over and out.